listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Hey, what's up, pod fam? I can't even believe I'm shortening words for no reason. What a pod fam, um, <laughs> podcast family. Just want to shoot you a, a message today, podcast this thing up on Monday, and I hope you're appreciative because I'm all the way over here in Africa. There's like no bandwidth available at all. There's no internet. Every time I go down to the lobby and ask the guy at the desk, why is there no internet? He gives me another piece of paper, the code on it to put into my phone to get 500 megabytes of internet. Are you serious? I use 500 megabytes in my sleep in three minutes. I'm just one of these Americans that's been addicted to the internet, apparently. I guess the next podcast is going to have to be on deliverance from the addiction to the internet. I don't hear nobody. But anyway, I'm here in Africa, South Africa to be exact. I know Africa is a continent. South Africa is the nation and the city is East London. And if you have not been following us on Facebook, we're here at uh, Faith Broadcasting Network all week long through next Sunday. If you're listening to this the day it's released or the week it's released at all. Um, and we're here at the Faith on Fire conference. It happens twice a day. Um, our time here, it's 10 a.m. in the morning till 2. And that's way too early for East Coast people to watch because that's like 4 in the morning until, I don't know, what, 8 in the morning. So uh, the second session you guys can catch, which is your time, 12 noon to 4 p.m. And uh, you can check us out. It's, it's been great so far. I'm excited about it. Um, I wanted to give you a message today, something that's been really in my spirit, jumping around. And that is this, as you saw in the title, I wanted to talk about five reasons that many Christians remain sick. Five reasons that many Christians remain sick. So take a second, share it with somebody. This is, by the way, the number one question we get on the road. Uh, If God's so good, why are Christians sick? Why are they suffering? If he's a loving heavenly father, why are his children sick so many times? So I want to take today's podcast and give you five reasons why many Christians remain sick in their lives and in their bodies and how you can walk free from sickness and disease. Let me say, by the way, uh, sickness is never a punishment from God. It is never uh, sent from God in order to make you a stronger Christian or believer. Uh, Jesus Christ shed his blood to free you from sickness and disease. And so that is God's plan for your body and for sickness and disease is that it be destroyed by Jesus blood and that you be free from it. So it's never from God. If sickness attacks you, it's always from the devil. So I want you to be very aware of that right off the bat is that it's never from God. That'll help you uh, as we talk about this subject, because it does away with the question, you know, um, well, should I, I mean, should I even believe to be healed of this? Because if it's from God, maybe he's teaching me something greater out of this situation. It's never from God, by the way. So let's just say that right up front. But I'm going to give you five reasons from Scripture 
why many Christians remain sick in their life, remain diseased. And um, I'm not saying that if you are a Christian that's had sickness, that all of these are you um, or even some of them. I mean, but I can tell you from scripture, these are five reasons that would keep a Christian living in sickness and disease. So let's jump in. Number one is very easy and very clear. And that is Christians that refuse to dedicate themselves to live holy lives. Sin, allowing sin into your life. It is so important to remember sin is a killer. And literally, it kills everything it touches. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But that's not just eternal death, although that is the ultimate end of sin having reign or rulership in your life. But if you live in sin constantly within your life, just like godliness pays benefits in the in, in this life and and the life to come sin has benefits in this life and the life to come so paul told timothy that godliness is profitable in unto all things and holds benefits in this life and the life to come the the flip side of that is also true sinfulness unholiness holds negative benefits not only in the life to come but in this life so sin will have an effect on your body. I mean, we know that just very clearly. People that sleep around all the time are far, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's hard to get an STD if you don't sleep around. You understand where I'm going? So <laughs> living a life of sin lends itself to problems. You know, it's hard to get a, a blood disease transmitted to you if you don't shoot drugs into your arms, in between your toes, in between your fingers. You know, it's it, you, it's like relatively impossible to get a blood <laughs> blood disease transmitted to you if you're not doing that kind of a thing. So, you know, and I know there's exceptions, but what I'm saying is you understand sin lends itself to evil things. It has a paycheck. The wages of sin is death. So when Christians, you know, refuse to live holy, they won't abide by God's word. I mean, there's a reason he wants you to obey his word. It's not because he wants to manipulate your life and choices is because he knows how to bless you and he's trying to lead you in a way where blessing is. So when Christians fall prey to living in sin or not, not fully obeying the Lord and you know, they make mistakes or do whatever and they have, they're not even, it's crazy because you know, people don't even believe you can lose your salvation anymore and a continued life of rebellion will lead to loss of salvation or as Paul called it, disqualification. In First Corinthians nine twenty seven, so sin is without a question the number the number one reason we're talking about today that will cause a Christian to say, stay sick or diseased and not allow God to bring them healing. Because even in the Old Testament, the Bible says that uh, David prayed that if he had iniquity or sin in his heart, the Lord would not hear his prayers. In the New Testament, in the book of Peter, the first Peter, the Bible says that the ears of the Lord are open to the righteous and he hears their prayers and he's watching to answer their prayers, but his, he's, he turns his face away from the wicked. So understand the way you live determines how God responds to you. And the people don't like to hear that, man, but it's so true. And I, that's why I give you guys all the time. Because people that, that listen to this podcast are going to be well-informed about the word. I give you John 14, 21 all the time because you'll clearly know after listening to this podcast that 
It is our obedience to the word that causes Jesus to reveal himself to us and manifest himself to us. So if we refuse to live in obedience to the word, we can't expect Jesus to manifest himself to, to us in the healing anointing. See, so the number one thing we're talking about today, number one is that people refuse to live holy, live righteous, and it leads to death in their physical body. Number two, and this is a big one, but it won't seem spiritual to you, but it needs to be said anyway. And that is this. People don't use wisdom when it comes to the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is their body. There are so many people in America and around the world that are not using wisdom in their physical bodies. I mean, I had to make some changes because I wasn't using wisdom. I was eating like a maniac. And I mean, like had to check myself. That's part of the fruit of the spirit, self-control. And if you heard me talk about it recently, I believe self-control is the most important fruit of the spirit because they're all choices made by the power of the spirit. So if you can't even use self-control, how are you going to make the choice to love someone who's doing evil things against you? It'll never happen. Self-control is what it takes to operate in all the other eight fruit of the spirit. I had to exercise self-control and make some changes. And my wife was so happy, but I did some things, ended up losing 20 pounds because of it. And, you know, not only do you feel better, you start to understand how much was I doing to my temple that I was carrying around 20 or more extra pounds, you know, no self-control, just going at it, eating three of everything. You know, we have a nation in the United States of people that are extremely obese. And I mean, so it's like the only nation in the world where we experience childhood obesity. You've got kids now that are massive and it's not because they have thyroid issues and, you know, all these different things. You didn't see this, you know, 40, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you weren't seeing kids that looked like that before all these types of foods were really created and invented and fast food and different things. You didn't see kids. It's not that like, you know, the world took a drastic change in humanity in the last 60 years. It's that we're being marketed to now things that are, you know, more unhealthy than ever. And we're not, you know, Paul had to remind the the Corinthian church in first Corinthians, don't you know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy ghost? And it wasn't because of what they were eating, but you know, other things, but it, it applies very well here that you don't forget that your body's the temple of the Holy ghost and it should be taken care of. Let me just give you another analogy. If Jesus came to live at your house, would you put him in a busted up room where there's holes in the drywall? Everything stinks. You've left bugs dead on the floor. Is that where you would have Jesus live or, or would you create a place for him? to live that was beautiful, that like that showed that you respected and loved him. And that's how you gotta think about this because your body literally is the home that the Holy Spirit lives in. And he deserves to live in a body that's respected and that's taken care of by wisdom. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, I believe it's 21 and verse 16, that if you wander away from from understanding, you will remain in the congregation of the dead which means even if you're a follower of God, you'll have the results of someone who doesn't follow God. So you could be a Christian, 
Jesus already paid for your healing, but because you don't use wisdom with your body, you'll experience negative effects of a lack of wisdom. Dangerous thing. So use wisdom. Do things in your body, do things for your body that are, you know, respectful and reverent of what your body is, the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're better than that. You know, and I'm speaking, you know, it's like preaching to the choir. I mean, I'm I'm the, I don't even know how what the phrase is. I'm the pot calling the kettle black. I'm just spitballing here. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm speaking to myself as much as I am to you, that we have to remember that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost and that it takes wisdom. You know, we need to operate in wisdom. Just because you pray over your food doesn't mean you can, you know, I'm speaking once again. If anybody you're listening, you're laughing like who's Ted to tell me about fitness. I am not the fitness guru, as you well know. But, you know, it doesn't matter that we pray over our food and then order $30 worth of Taco Bell for one person. Hint, hint, that's me. Uh, You know, we can pray over it till we're blue in the face. It's kind of hard. I mean, you can say, God, in Jesus name, remove these calories, remove these fat grams. Hallelujah. Listen. At some point, you just got to start using wisdom, no matter how good that Taco Bell tastes. Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, and your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Number three, many people do not understand the power of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 58 that when you begin to pray and fast, your health will spring forth like the morning. One of the blessings of fasting according to scripture, is that it will cause health to spring forth in your body speedily. I don't know what the percentage is of Christians that will actually fast and pray during times throughout their life, but it's not just a spiritual discipline. It is a command from God and an expectation of Jesus for his followers that we fast and pray throughout our year. And one of the supernatural benefits is that our health will spring forth speedily. So you need to understand that when you begin to fast and pray, it doesn't just have uh, you know, natural health benefits, but because it's a command from Christ and a command from God, anything they command you to do that you actually obey and do carries supernatural benefits. So you understand number three, the third reason many Christians remain sick is they refuse to fast and pray. If you would take time throughout your year fasting, When I say fasting, I'm talking about actual fasting, not like fasting social media, fasting one meal a day. I'm talking about fasting, like pushing the plate away. The term in the uh, original language actually means to cover your mouth with your hand. You know, fasting, actually setting yourself apart to believe God for the you know supernatural things in your life. If you do that, the Bible says one of the benefits is your health will spring forth speedily. So that's number three. Learn and take time to fast and pray on a continual basis, and it looses healing virtue into your body. It will loose healing virtue into your body. Number four, the fourth reason that many Christians remain sick is because they don't understand that they've got to have power over evil spirits. And part of that plays into fasting and prayer, because when you do, The Bible says that you can actually mute your flesh and release more of what's in your spirit. When Jesus cast out a devil out of a boy in Mark chapter nine, he told his disciples, this kind of demon 
doesn't come out except by fasting and prayer. So one of the things fasting and prayer does is it couples you with the ability to take authority over evil spirits of infirmity. Did you know that one out of every three people that Jesus healed in the New Testament, he first had to deal with a spirit before they could be healed? So that's the same today. If you're battling sickness, disease, issues in your body, it's a spiritual thing that must be spiritually dealt with. But if you don't have the ability to loose that level of anointing in the spirit realm, you can literally fail in battles and lose battles. You literally can, just like the disciples did. Jesus had given unto them all power, had filled them with the Holy Ghost when he breathed upon them, and they came back in Mark 9, and the, and the parents of the demon-possessed boy said, hey, we brought our, our son to your disciples, and they could not cast the evil spirit out of him. And the disciples were actually surprised that they couldn't because they had been doing it before. So what stopped them here? Jesus said, this is a different level of demon, and it doesn't come out unless you fast and pray, which means the disciples weren't doing that properly. So you understand that there are things you can do that will actually increase your level of strength in the anointing. I should say it will increase the level of strength you can release in the anointing to see things done. So number four, you've got to learn how to have power over evil spirits. And that takes place by fasting and prayer. And then number five is that many Christians will not take their prescription, which is the medication of God's written, preached and taught word. That's what we need. Did you know the Bible says in Proverbs chapter four, verses 20 through 22, my child, incline your ear to my sayings. Don't lose sight of them. Keep them within your heart for they'll bring health to all that find them and strength to their physical bodies. So you understand that the word of God is the medicine of God. And when you apply it to your life, the medicine of God will literally heal your physical body. (laughs) That's powerful, man. The medicine of God will heal your physical body. And if you don't take it on a daily basis, then you're missing out on health content for your body. Health prescription from heaven. I call it heaven's health care plan, the mighty word of God. That's that's what Proverbs 4 verses 20 through 22 are all about. Did you know that even in Ezekiel chapter 2, the Bible says, that Ezekiel speaking said, I heard the Lord speak unto me a voice. And when he spoke to me, his word entered into me and set me upon my feet. So you know that there's an actual ability through the word of God to establish you where you're at, to establish your strength, to establish your health. You understand? Uh, And you've heard me quote this before. Uh, Jeremiah, the prophet said, he said, Lord, your word came unto me. I found your word and I ate it. I ate it. I devoured it. He took his prescription, which is the word. He said, when I ate it, it became unto me the joy and rejoicing of my soul. So you understand Jeremiah understood that the word became what he needed it to be and became his joy, which by the way, according to Nehemiah, means it became his strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you take your prescription, which is the mighty word of God, it causes strength and life to flow through your body, 
which in turn makes joy and peace flow through your body. And every organ is affected by it. Every joint is affected by it. The mighty word of God that becomes your strength and your health when you apply it and take your prescription. So understand, number one, sin will keep you out of your miracle. It'll keep you out of your healing. Number two, a lack of wisdom will keep you out. Just doing anything with your body, eating anything, eating too much. Number three, not understanding how to have power over uh, evil spirits. Number four, the power of prayer and fasting, which promise spiritual health and physical health. And then finally, as we just taught, you've got to take your prescription, which is God's medicine of his word from heaven's pharmacy. And when you take it, it imparts divine strength and health into your body. That's for you today. I said that because there's so many believers I talk to that I literally took four straight hours to teach this subject recently, put it together in a package called why are Christians sick and how you can be free because I was so sick of answering this question one-on-one and I gave you a bonus in, in today's podcast episode, but I go in depth into that study in that four hours of teaching and uh, I actually gave you two bonuses today, but if you'd like to get a copy of that, you can do so. Um, What I want you to do is I want you to send an email to Jenna at MiracleWord.com because for those of you that are the podcast family, I'm actually going to give you a discount today. Don't tell anybody because normally that series is $20, but if you want to order it from from Jenna because I don't even have it on my online site. I don't even have it on my online store. This is just an offer to you guys on the podcast. If you'd like to get it, I'll give it to you for $15. All you have to do is send a message to Jenna at MiracleWord.com. Four hours of teaching on this very subject. And I know it'll be a massive blessing to you. I'm going to pray for you, those of you that are sick, battling in your body. And I want you to receive healing today through this podcast. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every man, every woman listening. And I pray today that whatever their issue is, whatever they're dealing with, Father, touch them wherever they are. I curse sickness, disease, cancer cells, issues of the joints, the organs, the eyes, the ears. Be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I command depression and anxiety to go. Be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, today we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I want you to send me your testimony of what God did for you and healed your body and touched you supernaturally. You can send it to info at miracleword.com or you can message me at any of my social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I'd love to receive it and hear what God did for you. I love you guys. Share this with somebody today. It's going to be a blessing to them. And don't forget until next time, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll talk to you soon. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 